You're at the Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub where we enjoy conversations with people who are engaged in the world of coaching. Welcome to this week's edition of the Coaching Inn and I am super excited because it's taken me forever uh, to persuade Lucia to come on to the podcast but today's guest is Lucia Baldelli, my friend, uh, Italian retreat companion and co-author of The Human Behind the Coach. Lucia, welcome to the Coaching Inn. Thank you, it's such a pleasure to be here with you today and hello everyone. Yeah, I just love the idea of everyone listening in to our conversation. <laughs> and so, we've had many. <laughs> we have had many, 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 many. So uh, introduce yourself to our listeners, Lucia. Tell us a little bit about your coaching journey. Yeah, so I am uh, Italian, as you said. I've lived in Italy until about eight years ago and then moved abroad in a sunny Gibraltar, the sunny part of the UK, uh, where I had the opportunity to move from um, a technical job. I was a team coach in, uh, in IT, so with a technical background, uh, to more of an organizational coach uh, and leadership coach role. And uh, during my years in Gibraltar, I bumped into professional coaching and that there was no way back because I became very passionate about it. And I realized that it had a, such a big impact uh, in the way I was coaching enterprises and people. And so I started my professional coaching journey and that took me to where I am today. I am still working as an organizational coach. I am passionate about uh, helping other coaches develop. And so in 2016, I founded Coaching Outside the Box to follow that dream. And uh, during my MCC journey, I bumped into you as well. And that, that was another lovely part of my coaching journey because our conversation became a book and the book was such a great experience, learning experience for us. And also, you know, an opportunity to share what we have learned over the years with other people. Yeah, exactly. And now we can talk happily about it because the page proofs are back with the publisher. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what's excited you most about the book? It's the humanity piece. Uh, it's the fact that no one has talked about it that much. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think it's something we realised as we were talking about mastery, because we did start from mastery, right? Talking about yeah. what it what it takes to be a great coach. Uh, it was the realization to that uh, you can't really be a great coach unless you cultivate some of the qualities that are needed in in the room, and that will enable great and transformational work to happen. And so this is our this became our focus really. Uh, the moment we realized we needed them, we just shifted and the book became something else. And that was amazing. Yes. So listeners, what you need to know is that we have a folder with the old book in it. <laughs> it was called Growing Into Mastery. It was going to be really good until we realized that that's not the book that needed to be written at all. Yeah. And also in the coaching world, uh, in the coaching education world, there's so much focus about tools, techniques and what you need to do in the room. But as we were uh, listening to recording, we saw that it's not really what we do, but it's about who we are in the room, that 
you know, makes us an artful coach and enables great work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking what most excited me. Um, I think that the day that we realized we were writing the wrong book was a really, <laughs> that was a really good experience. And then do you remember the the bit where we had the journey to the title and we knew it needed to be something about human and we just couldn't find it? Um, and I asked a group, I was doing a, a presence workshop and somebody said, so she gave she gave a title and then I sent it to the to Alison, the publisher, do you remember? And Alison went, no. Yeah. And I go, okay, but we thought that was really good. <laughs> Yeah, but it came in the end, and it came from one of uh, your team members, if I'm not it mistaken. It did. It did. She was in the car. <laughs> she was in the car. Her husband was driving. They were taking their baby, their new baby, to visit grandparents, and she just sent me a message and went, I've got the title. <laughs> so thank you, Rebby. Big shout out for you. <laughs> yeah, and I think it beautiful as, beautifully summarizes the essence of what we're trying to communicate because we really, really need to do work on ourselves and develop qualities that will be useful in everyday life, not just in coaching, yeah. uh, because they make us better humans and they help us connect to others better before we can actually demonstrate art in a coaching room. I think they soften us, actually. They soften? make us softer people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a good way. Not soggy, just soft. So, best memory of the process? Best memory of the process? Um, Well, the retreat, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) We were so lucky to choose. uh, And, you know, when you choose on booking, you don't really know where you end up. But we ended up in a beautiful uh, apartment apartment on Lake Garda with wonderful views. And, you know, doing hard work to finish it off wasn't so painful because we had, uh, you know, uh, we were in a lovely place and uh, we enjoyed walks. We enjoyed ice creams and uh, it was just a nice way to connect to one another as well, because that was the first time we met in person. Indeed, it was. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I remember that first day that we started realizing that although we thought we'd pretty much got all the chapters sorted out apart from one that we needed to rewrite everything yeah uh, yes and the funniest thing for me was chopping the chapter into pieces yeah to add the exercises where they where they fit and so we it took the whole living room sofa tables to actually do that work and it was fun it was such a great fun yeah, so I have a philosophy, lovely listeners, about cut and paste, that there's a point in a book where you actually have to print it out and cut it up and stick it back together with paste, um, with tape. And I'd had this big thing about having to take the scissors through security at the airport. Coming back, I stabbed myself with the scissors. I didn't tell you that bit, did I? But the scissors had their moment and they did us a really good job, didn't they, as we kind of reorganised and moved all sorts of things around and about. Day or two, maybe? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but it's a better book for it, I think. Yeah, and I was a bit sceptical at the beginning. I thought, really, doing it in a digital... (laughs) (laughs) Do we need to do this? 
chopping and, you know, cutting and pasting with paper, but it was fun. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah. And the, the exercises, uh, different types of exercises just fell where they fit best. And what came out is lovely. You know, I read it, um, during last week as you did, uh, cause we had the proofs and we had yeah. to read the, the book and I just love it. You know, I'm proud. That's good. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is good. Yeah, yeah. And there were things that I read last week that I had forgotten that we'd written. And you thought, oh, that's a good line. <laughs> yeah. So what's your, I know what my dream is. What's your dream? My dream is that uh, humanity becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. And that this is just the beginning of a new, you know, chapter of the coaching development. Uh, because there's a lot about doing and not so much about being. Yeah. And there was a point during the retreat where we started to look for, you know, who else in literature has talked about it. And we find bits and pieces, but very little. Mm. And we, I really feel, and I know you do too, that this is huge. It's huge. And so my dream is that it, there's more, there will be more about it. Mm. Mm. What's your dream? My dream is that it changes the world because, of course, that's always my dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing about simplifying coaching is that I don't think I really thought it would and then it, and then I get messages from it all over the world, which is amazing and surprising and wonderful. And I think now I think we can. Mm. Yeah. Because. Could be. Yeah. And also, well, it's difficult to know, isn't it? Whether once you've been thinking about something so deeply for three years, whether just every single thing anybody says thinks, oh, yeah, that connects with our book. <laughs> Yeah. Or whether actually it is a conversation that is becoming a little bit more present in the world. But my dream is that is that coaches do less work because I think that we accidentally stifle or suffocate the people that we're working with because we are so wanting to do a good job that that we do too much and that makes it more of us and less of them. I was I was working with a group of coaches this morning and we were talking about humility. And humility is never spoken. You don't hear people talk about humility in society, do you? No. And and I think that our chapter on humility is one of the most important because we have to be not too big and our and our rucksack of beautiful wonderful tools has to also not be too big and not get in the way. So my dream is that it changes the coaching world. Mm. Small, small dream. Yeah, very. <laughs> you what know, else another, talk, go on. Yeah, the, another interesting thing about the journey was that a lot of the insight came from uh, books we read and experiences we had outside of coaching. Yeah. You just reminded me of it, talking about humility, because the the whole humility chapter was inspired by um, Sylv- uh, Sylvester. Stephen and, Sylvester detox yeah. your ego. Yeah, because he yeah he interviewed uh, top level sportsmen, and the majority of them 
said they reached a new level of performance when they stopped focusing on themselves and they started to focus on a deeper purpose. And so that uh, got me thinking, and we had lots of conversation about it, like what are we focusing on? Who, who, who is winning or what are we winning for when we are in a coaching room? Are we winning for ourselves to prove that we are great coaches, to prove we deliver value, to prove we are worth the money that they pay us, or whether to help them cross the finish line and be on the side when they do? Yeah, and I think I hear a lot, a real, um, I, I hear people with integrity saying that their role as a coach is for the other person to win. But what I notice in recordings, which is where we've done a huge amount of our work, haven't we, looking at videos and what listening, I think we accidentally look as though we want to win without intending it. And then, of course, because we accidentally look as though we want to win, then the other person will change their behavior towards us in partnership in the room because they'll defer to our winning idea, our winning tool, our winning whatever, our winning question. And then the focus shifts on us. Exactly. Exactly. Which is not the point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not about us. I also have a favorite chapter, you know. Which is your favorite chapter? My favorite chapter is Distance. Ah, because that was a late arrival. <laughs> it was a late arrival. And again, the insight came from something that has nothing to do with coaching. And it has so many facets uh, because it's not just the, the distance from the story. It's the distance from our emotions. It's the distance from the thinker's emotions. It's the distance we keep for psychological safety when we are working, for example, in an organization that has a toxic environment. And so there's lots of aspects about distance where we really need to find a balance between being too close and being too far. Because if we are too close, we get involved and we take stuff as if they were their, our own. If we are too far, the risk is that we look disconnected or maybe that we don't care that much. And so it's a balancing act that has to happen all the time on at different levels. And that was the chapter, do you remember, where in all the other chapters we were taking out, taking out, taking out, taking out. And then in distance, we kept going, oh, but there's also this kind of distance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Yeah. Uh, right down to the question about would you have a glass of wine with a coaching client, which came out of a podcast here at the Coaching Inn with Catherine uh -huh. Sinjin Brooks. Um, but that's a different kind of distance, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that we like different chapters. Yeah. As they came from the heart. Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> you know what the real gem I... I think is in the book. Go on. The last chapter. Say more about the last chapter. Let's let's do a big spoiler. The big spoiler is that it's going to be um, a free resource accessible to everyone on our website that will be launched in uh, beginning of September. And it's about how to use recordings well. So a lot of the coaches' development 
uh, as we have seen, is done on recorded coaching sessions that you can, you know, uh, watch on your own with a peer or maybe with your mental coach. And a lot of insight emerges from going back to what you did and the impact it had on the thinker, which is not something you might be fully aware in the moment because you have to focus on lots of different different things. And so in that chapter, we talk about um, how to get the most out of, you know, reviewing your recordings and learn what your developmental edge is so that this can inform your future uh, practice, you know, uh, what you focus on uh, in your coaching and what you try to develop. I have a, a dream too. Which one? My second dream for the book yeah. is, that, is that coaches who are in a tribe or a culture where recordings are part of their development pay more attention to the sound and the music and less attention to the tick boxes. And my dream for coaches whose tribes um, recommend reflective practice and journaling and, and, and talking about stuff, my dream for them is that they use recordings sometimes because, because it's the only way to get real observable data. Um, and yeah, I'd forgotten that we were going to put that free on the website, thehumanbehindthecoach.com. <laughs> so we yes, get to do that. <laughs> yeah, and it's an incredible resource, you know, because I, I had to learn that with a mental coach while we're making it available for everyone to use it. Yeah, yeah. And yes, so so that will be available as soon as the website goes live and we're just waiting on the tech people to finish it off, aren't we? Yes. Exciting. exciting very very exciting yeah so what else do we need to talk about and share about our book without giving away all the spoilers Lucia mm. maybe what will come after yeah sure what will come after so in November um after the book is launched, we are starting um, a training that will become level three accredited. The training is based on the book, The Human Behind the Coach. And its goal is to develop, to help coaches develop the qualities that make coaching artful in the room. Mm. And so the training will be a blend of uh, teaching, uh, recording reviews, supervision, and um, there will be a lot of resources also coming from the Coaching In podcast that Claire decided to kindly offer, and lots of in insight for coaches who are already advanced and they have been practicing for some time and are willing to take their coaching game to the next level. What are you passionate about in regards to the training? Uh, well, actually, I've realized that my that something that I'm thinking about at the moment is going to really add value to the training. So I've just done a podcast about the dance chapter with Gary Crotas, who yeah. is a professional coach and used to be a professional dancer. And one of the things we got to at the end of that podcast was the question about if there are five points of connection in 
dance, what are the five points of connection in coaching? Ooh. And I think that that will be a significant part of that, of the dance part of the training, because I put a comment on LinkedIn and got loads of replies from people. And I looked at what they'd said about what the five points of connection might be. And one or two, I've gone, yes. And loads of them, I've gone, no, but why can that not be a point of connection? So, so I had a bit of frustration earlier today when I'm going, oh, no, what if I set off now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is a spoiler for me, too, because I haven't listened to the podcast and and I didn't read the comments. So you're making me going, oh, no. Is there another book, The Five Points of Connection and Coaching? <laughs> there won't be there won't be one coming up anytime soon because I don't know what they are at the moment. But it's a really interesting question. And so I think one of the things that excites me about the training is that we will be learning together, which of course we do in every coaching session as well. Um and and so yeah, what's going to come out of that and deepen that is really interesting. And the podcasts that we've been doing that you'll have been listening to, lovely listeners, um, around the different subjects, uh, the different chapters in the book are also, of course, setting us off to think deeper and to think more differently. Um, and there are some very exciting ones coming up in the next few weeks. How exciting. Yeah. So. It's interesting, isn't it? Because do you remember that day that we went to that cafe to start outlining the the um, the training course on the back of a piece of paper? Yeah. And suddenly realised that actually every so often, all the way through the process of writing the book, I noticed that we've been sucked in to how it's meant to be rather than then then what's a useful way of doing stuff so we were talking about content and then mm. we then we realized that this isn't about content this seems to be a recurrent theme in our work together <laughs> um, it's, that's actually not the point and um, you know I love it because it's just emergent learning absolutely. which is amazing completely so so uh the training is is going to be a kind of Yes, it's going to be a an emergent thing and we'll learn together. And so each cohort will be very different, I think, as we go over time into the future. I totally agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, but what we do know for sure is it's going to be about formation. It's about, isn't it? It's going to be about forming the person rather than teaching about stuff. And it's going to be about art, not mastery. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Brackets. If you are in a tribe that has the credential MCC, it will still be useful, <laughs> even though we've dropped the mastery word. Yeah, I don't I I dislike the word mastery more and more. Mm. And I find myself in the <laughs> In the same way, I am well known to dislike the word client. And actually now when somebody says client, something in, that I get a feeling inside my chest because it's 
it feels like there's an inequality there. It feels like there's a slightly dehumanizing thing because mm. they're not my client. They're a person and I'm a person and we just happen to be having a conversation, the two of us, about them. Uh, and I'm noticing that that feeling is beginning to come when I hear the word mastery, which is really interesting because, of course, I liked it for ages. <laughs> yeah, and and it's, it's what we strive for, right? But it's not the heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it feels a bit, the truth around what we're trying to talk about is about the inside and the outside, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, and I've been doing, actually, that, that reminds me of my supervision with my supervisor last week, um, which was about, there's a gap for many of us, and I count myself in this, between the inside development that we've done and the outside of us, there's a gap. And it goes back to that Kim Scott quote that we've put in the beginning of one of the chapters where she said, at some point in your life, somebody told you you were, you were a professional. You put on that kind of skin of professionalism and then the inside of us has to grow. And I think one of the things I notice is, is that sometimes the gap between the human and the professional outside is actually much more apparent than we think it is. And it's kind of flashing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And the art is, what do we need to do to bring the inside to meet the outside? Because the more we put on the outside, the bigger the gap, I think. And we've yeah, got well, to try and keep them in sync. There's a moment in a coaching journey where you get to a point that you have you feel you have the tools and the skills you need to do your job correctly. And so you feel you're, um, you feel confident to actually handle what happens in the room. And that's the moment where you can start focusing on the inside. Yeah. Because a lot of beginner coaches are more about getting it right be before they can focus on being what is yeah. needed. Yeah, we've got to get the outside right first. Oh, which is normal. Yeah. I mean yeah. I'm going to paddleboarding lesson, which has now been cancelled. Because you asked me the other day, Lucia, you said, How's the English summer? And I said to you, Do you remember English? It was when you were in I don't know if you're still in the heat wave. Oh and no. You said, So it's about twenty-six degrees. And I went, No, it's about sixteen. So, oh. <laughs> so my paddleboarding lesson has now been cancelled four times because of sideways rain and heavy winds so I'm hoping it'll be next week but of course as I learn paddleboarding for the first time it will all be about the outside yeah and hopefully if I like it because I I really want to like it and I'm of course I've psyched myself up four times that I thought I was going on that day including yesterday and then I get the phone call that goes, the wind speed is this, you can't come. So I've kind of got myself to the place now where I want to be a I want to be a, a paddleboarder who loves paddleboarding and who goes down the River Severn and it's all going to be marvellous. And actually I might fall off. 
<laughs> water and never want to do it again. But the, I need to get the outside things right first. Absolutely. Um, and then work on the inside afterwards. Well, they're sort of a bit together, isn't it? But it's, in, it's interesting that they're different journeys. Yes, and they come at different moments of, of your of your development, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is there anything else that we want to say to our listeners that we haven't said so far? We are excited about what's coming. And we're looking forward to hearing feedback about the book and hearing uh, listening to the impact it's making on your coaching. Absolutely. And special secret offer. I'm going to put you a link to the launch in the show notes. And if you sign up for the launch, we'll be able to send you um, early access. The minute the website goes live, we'll send you a message and tell you that you can go on there and get your free copy of Chapter 12. Fantastic. So check out the show notes for... um, for the launch link and we'd love to see you there because we want it to be a big global party online absolutely it will be yeah it's exciting exciting well lucia thank you for coming to the coaching in without doubt you will be coming back oh thank you it's um i'm glad you invited me happy to be here and, you know, I always enjoy chatting with you. So this is just another one and there will be more, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> and, of, and of course, we've chatted in restaurants and bars in Italy and I am going to get you into an English pub. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, there will next. be a physical book lunch, a live in-person book lunch. So hopefully there will. it will be in London. There will, hope so. And then there'll be a little one in Malvern and I'm hoping that there might be a little one in Puglia oh why not yeah definitely yeah great well thank you everyone for listening thank Thank you Lucia for coming the book comes out on the 13th of November uh lots of secret goodies in the show notes um and do like us on um your favorite podcast platform on Apple or Spotify because it helps people find out more about the book and feel free to share this um podcast with others if you would like to thank you lucia thank you thanks for having me bye thank you everyone for listening bye-bye if you've enjoyed what you've heard today we'd love you to share the podcast with a friend or leave a comment on social media and if you'd like to become a regular at the coaching inn you can subscribe on podbean and all major podcast channels we look forward to welcoming you next time you've been listening to the coaching inn 3D Coaching's virtual pub. For more information, check out 3dcoaching.com.